From the book of Mark, the 16th chapter, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is a significant occasion for New Life Fellowship. For all of us, our lives, our families, the life of the church is marked by significant occasions. Significant birthdays, anniversaries, birth of children, graduations, new jobs, relocations, new homes, the death of a loved one. And then there are spiritual milestones and other significant occasions that serve as mile markers on this road called life. Today, New Life Fellowship marks one of the most significant occasions in the life of this church family. And I am not referring to the accomplishment of dedicating this new facility to the glory of God. But instead, I'm talking about the brand new opportunities that this larger facility brings to this church family to reach Terre Haute and the surrounding area with the only saving message, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. impressive as this building is, it is not nearly as impressive as the opportunity that added space affords this city to hear the truth of the apostolic message of salvation. And I want to preach to you for just a few minutes, I think, using the subject to every creature, to every creature. I give honor to all of the pastors who have vacated your pulpit at home to be here to bring your anointing, your honor, and your calling into this service to dedicate this house to the glory of God. Pastor Harpole, this is no small honor to you and to this church for so many of your fellow laborers in the gospel to be here today. And now I want to preach the word of the Lord and I can't do that without the help of the Lord. So let's pray together. Jesus, I pray that you will allow your anointing to come upon these lips of clay to preach the word which is forever settled in heaven. I pray, Lord God, that you will bring revelation, understanding, and openness of vision and hearing to every person in this house today. In the name of Jesus Christ, and for your glory we ask it, and everyone said amen. Would you clap your hands one more time and give honor and glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. You may be seated. In 1 Kings 2, Solomon became king of Israel. Before his father David died, he gave Solomon an interesting list of uh, people close to him and how he was to deal with them. And one by one, Solomon brought judgment or blessing on the people who his father had named from his deathbed. Joab, let not his whorehead go down to the grave in peace. Barzillai, the Gileadite, show him kindness. Shimei, the curser, bring his whorehead down to the grave with blood. 
And Solomon also had to deal with others. Adonijah, his treacherous brother. And Abiathar, the priest, who Solomon thrust out from being priest. And Solomon built him a house to live in. And after that, he went to Gibeon to sacrifice to the Lord. And he offered a thousand bird offerings that night. And God appeared unto him in a dream. It was at Gibeon that Solomon in full honesty admitted that the task before him was greater than his personal ability. And God was pleased with Solomon's words that night and on the basis of his response to the Lord in that dream. God promised him he would give him every resource that he would need to take full advantage of his position and influence in the earth. Considering all of the above, the words that we speak today are very important to God. I'm not just speaking about the words that I speak, but the words that you speak, the prayers that you pray, the affirmation that you give to the Word and to the Spirit that is here. It is very important to God what we say on this most notable occasion. Pastor... Harpo, Sister Tammy, members of New Life Fellowship. To all of the New Life family, your words to the Lord today, spoken publicly and those whispered in silent prayer, have everything to do with where New Life Fellowship goes tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. The dedication of this magnificent house is the gateway to things which you have never dreamed. A host of people have gathered here today to bring their influence, their anointing, and their presence to this dedication service. But we also know that that the presence today of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, His Majesty, the Lord Jesus Christ is in this house. And because He has chosen a fellowship with us, this is a significant occasion. I've been praying for this service for quite some time. I've asked the Lord that the words that I speak will please him and advance the cause of his kingdom in Terre Haute, the region, the entire state, and in the Midwest. Dedicate is defined, devote, consecrate, hallow, set apart for special and higher purpose. Dedicate the house. And the people of the house is our assignment today. Our pattern is found in the Word of God in Numbers, 2 Samuel, and 2 Chronicles. In number 7, the dedication of Moses' tabernacle in the wilderness took 12 days. We will be finished in a few minutes. Just want you to know. And that 12 days, that was just the offering. Now, I've sat through some offerings that seem to be eternal. Shock, you did an excellent job of presenting the need and giving us an opportunity to respond. So we won't be receiving any more offerings today, and certainly they won't take 12 days. Uh, The offering included six covered wagons and 12 oxen. How are we doing? It was from the head of each tribe, a silver charger that weighed about 45 and a half troy ounces, a silver bowl weighing about 24 and a half ounces, and a golden spoon weighing three and a half ounces. And you can calculate the value of the silver and the gold however you want, but that would have been about $70,000 per tribe. Chargers and the bowls were full of flour and of oil for sacrifice. And the spoons were full of incense, which is symbolic of worship. took 12 days to dedicate that tabernacle in the wilderness, and that was before they ordained the priests. It was a rather lengthy occasion. At the end of that dedication... The voice of the Lord spoke to Moses from the mercy seat. And pastor, 
I believe that by the end of all of this, in the next few hours after we dismiss and go home, the voice of the Lord is going to speak to you and give you new direction and affirm what He's already said. And you will understand why the sacrifice, why the labor, why the investment. Because today what we do is for the glory of God. And God is glorified when the, men, when the souls of men are saved from sin, when people People are brought out of the miry clay and set on the solid rock Christ Jesus when men's sins are washed away. That brings glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Samuel 6, it took a failed attempt followed, following heathen practice and Uzzah's funeral and a second successful attempt when they went to the book and found out what God said about how they were to move his presence. And uh, when they got it right, it was a day-long festival of praise and thanksgiving and sacrifice that ended up at a... uh, at a a tent on Mount Zion called the Tabernacle of David. And everyone who was present that day took a blessing home to their home and their family. And I believe in the Lord that every person in this place is going to take a blessing home from this celebration today. It's going to bless your family. It's going to bless your future. It's going to bless the course of your entire future. In Jesus' name, it's going to happen and it won't take us all day to dedicate this house Chronicles 5 and 7 we find a dedication celebration for Solomon's temple featured a choir and an orchestra just the trumpet section of the orchestra was 70 priests sounding with trumpets And as the orchestra and the choir gave glory to God, the presence of the Lord so filled the house, the priests were unable to minister. Shekinah took over as they worshipped. And when that lifted, Solomon began to pray. And when he finished praying, fire fell from heaven. And again, the priest could not minister. Twice in one day, holy God interrupted a dedication with his divine presence. And he can interrupt anything that happens from this point on. And we will say amen, amen, and amen. And that's when... Chapter 7, verse 5 says, The king and all the people dedicated the house of God. Every one of you is important today for us to be able to get this dedication right. One person can't do it. Two people can't do it. A committee of people can't do it. Every one of us have got to participate in the dedication of this house and the future of this church family. Today did not start when you broke ground for the first edition of the South Campus. Didn't even start when you bought the property, and that was quite a series of interesting events and stops and starts, and people wondered exactly what was happening with the purchase of this property. No, today started 24 years ago when a man sent from God brought his wife to this city and began to invest their considerable talents, giftings, and abilities into the kingdom of God in Terre Haute. When you came, Pastor and Sister Harpo, you had above average talents, gifting, and ability. And all of you who were here 24 years ago united to invest your gifts, your talents, your anointing, and your resources in this kingdom location. Pastor, I was privileged to watch you grow in some of your formative years in ministry. 
You didn't sing today, but you're a singer. You didn't worship on instruments today, but you are gifted musically. And uh, I mentioned last night, the night at Calvary on Greenwood in Columbus when I said, now tonight you preached like a man. And uh, we worked well together. We were a great team. It would have been comfortable for us to have kept you at Calvary, but that was not the will of God. And as frustrating as it was for you to work with and for me, and I do acknowledge that, we did have a good thing going, but God had called you to this city. In Matthew 26, Jesus taught the parable of the talents. Several things about that parable demand our attention. First, we are all servants in the kingdom. God knows you and your ability and your capacity better than you do. Some of you are five-talent servants. Some are two-talent servants. Some of us are one-talent servants. The important thing is not to calculate your talent. The important thing is to recognize that we are all servants of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I am honored that he would consider me a servant. We also find that the calculation of the kingdom is always a function of proportion. Tithe is always 10% in good times and bad. 10% for the wealthy, 10% for the impoverished. Offering is also a function of proportion. Every offering in the Old Testament, with the, with the exception of the half shekel of the sanctuary, was based on the giver's ability. And in the New Testament, Jesus stood by the treasury and watched and judged as the wealthy cast in their offering and as the poor widow cast in two mites. And he rendered a verdict on all of that. I'm glad that the price of admission today was not $100 per head. Some of us would be watching online from the parking lot. It's all proportional. So looking back at the talents, we find the man traveling to a far country did not return with the expectation that each servant would deliver five talents. That would not be fair to us one-talent folks. The two-talent person was not expected to deliver five talents, nor was the one-talent servant Instead, God placed within each of us the capacity to double whatever it was he gave us. If he gave you five talents, uh, double your five and render to him ten. If he gave you two talents, double your two and render to him four. If he gave you one talent, double your one and give him back two and you will have a well done thou good and faithful servant regardless of your initial ability. Just double whatever he's given you. That's what he expects. He's made it possible. He's put it within you. It's the will of God for you to double the talent that has been given you. So the first thing that we must do is recognize our talents and not squander them. Not squander the gifting, ability, and anointing that God has given us. God knows the capacity that you have. And he also knows the talent that he has given to you. And so I charge you today, guard, preserve, and invest whatever talent God has given you into the work of the kingdom. And it doesn't not matter if you don't always agree with pastor and the leadership, the vision or the direction of the church. You still do not have the right to bury your talent. 
After almost 50 years of ministry, one of the things that frustrates me the most is the people who could not buy into the vision direction of the leadership that God had placed in His church. There are always those, if they can't be a first string starter, they just won't come to the game. Well, guess what? Every person brought talent, ability, giftings, and anointing into this house today. I charge you in the name of Jesus, don't bury it in bitterness. Don't bury it with regret. But instead, make your talent available to the cause of the kingdom. Because God's assignment for new life is double. You know the folks. They can't buy into any idea or vision that doesn't come out of their mind or their mouth. And they're convinced if it didn't come out of their chimney, it couldn't possibly be smoke. But don't bury it. Don't bury it. You were not born with it. God gave it to you. It is not a function of who you are, who your family is. It's not a function of your pedigree, your education, or your financial position. It is a function of the fact you are a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And He's gone away. And He's left an assignment for you. Whatever it was He gave you, He expects you to double it so that you will hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. New life is at a point that it needs all hands on deck. Pastor, I remember my first service in that little North Campus building. I don't think you had evicted the ant farm yet from the window by the baptistry. I think they were still alive and well and flourishing. You had already preached for far larger crowds elsewhere. You were in demand as an evangelist. It didn't look to the carnal mind like you needed any of this. Just hold on. There'll be a better opportunity. There'll be a bigger stage and a more glamorous looking call. But... The saints were excited that you and Sister Tammy were here. Despite the fact that prior leadership had left them with serious trust issues, you rose to the occasion and you didn't bury your talents and you enlisted enlisted a small army of people who would buy into the vision that God had given you for this house. I remember my second visit. The ant farm was gone. There were a few more people there. And uh, it was starting to look a whole lot better. Despite the maze of steps, when you walked into that building, you had no choice but to either to go up or down. You You couldn't just stay where you were. And... uh, I was there for some services when things really felt good. And um, then I remember the days of fasting, days, 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 weeks, weeks, weeks. 40-day fasts over and over, and we would pray together on the phone when you were too weak to lift your voice and pray and I would simply pray for you that God would give you strength and wisdom for that journey and so uh, you look at everything here today and you say look what the Lord has done but I saw it before the Lord had Jeffrey and Tammy here to help him accomplish his vision for this church 
And when I look around, I say, look what the Lord has done because he had people who were willing to bring their talents to the table and you doubled and you doubled and you doubled and you doubled and you dedicated a new building and I was here for that and you doubled and now we're dedicating this and as I look around, if you double this, what's here right now as far as people you're going to be seriously crowded but to God be the glory because we didn't build this as a monument to what people could do we built this as a tool an edifice where the lost could be found where those who were dead in trespasses and sin could be brought to life in Jesus Christ where the hurting could be healed the hungry could be fed that's why we're here And so, New Life Fellowship, we're ready to double again. Look at your neighbor and say, and I like that. God will forgive you later if you weren't being totally honest just right now. Look at your neighbor and say, I like that. it's time for us to have a vision that we have not arrived. We have only come to one more plateau on our way to building the kingdom of God on an an increase, an incline, and we'll be here for a while, but it won't be long. We will be on our way to another level in the near future in Jesus' name, for that is the cause that for which Jesus Christ died. So what will he find when he comes? I'm not talking about the programs, the food pantry, the assets, or even this magnificent building. I'm talking about the lives who have come here in shambles. But you've been redeemed. Is there anybody here who walked into this house and you'd be, you would be brave enough to lift your hand and say, when I came here, my life was in a mess and the Lord began to deal with me and he changed things about me and he turned me around. I'm not the way I was. I might not be the way I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be. I'm on my way to doubling my capacity, doubling my anointing, doubling my investment, doubling my vision, doubling my capacity. You see, that's what the apostolic church is all about. Let others impress their congregations with their program, their artistic presentation, and their building. We, on the other hand, are playing to a different crowd We are not striving for the applause of men. We're reaching for a different audience. We're striving to be pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, our services are intentionally designed to bind up the brokenhearted, to bring deliverance to the captives, to have the doors open to to those who are bound, to bring healing to the hurting, peace to the tormented, to break the shackles of sin, the shackles of addiction, and allow Holy Ghost conviction to operate in every service. That's how we design our service. Just a few moments ago when Brother Nichols was up here praying, the Holy Ghost began to move in this house. And when you go home, some of you are going to discover that infirmity, pain, suffering, diseases that you've endured for a long time have suddenly been taken taken care of by the power of Almighty God that operates in this house every time we come together. I'm believing the Lord that before we leave here today, someone for the first time will speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. I'm believing that we will baptize precious people in the name of Jesus Christ and when they walk into the waters of baptism, every sin they've ever committed will be 
be held to their record. And when they come out, every sin will be completely gone by the power of the blood of Jesus. That's what I'm believing for today. So, New Life Fellowship, how do we dedicate this grand building today to the glory of God? We won't be doing it with wagons and oxen and silver chargers and bowls and golden spoons of incense. And um, it's not going to take us 12 more days. In fact, I'm almost finished preaching. But all those dedications, tabernacle in the wilderness, David's tabernacle, Solomon's temple, all of those focused on real estate, what the real estate community calls improvements. This building is an improvement to the bare ground that was here before. All of those dedications focused on tangible objects that do not have eternal significance because the trumpet of the Lord is going to sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then we which are alive and remainder of the coming of the Lord shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And the Bible says that everything that's left on this earth is going to melt with fervent heat. And so we're going to enjoy this building as long as we need it, but someday we're going to be gone. Someday we're not going to need a building here anymore. Someday this church family will stand redeemed around the throne of Almighty God and we will sing the song of the redeemed and we will cast our crowns before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and we will say hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. This grand house can't even be dedicated by a choir and orchestra with 70 trumpet-playing preachers. But we can dedicate this facility with a message that changes sinners into saints. We have a three-step program. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's our program. Is there anybody here today who has participated in those three steps who could give honor and glory to the Lamb that sits on the throne? This is His house. This is His kingdom. It's for His glory. We give Him honor. We give Him praise. So what lubricates the machinery of this building. Our machinery is lubricated by something we call five-fold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Our machinery is, is uh, lubricated by something called the gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits, the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, the gift of the working of miracles, the gift of tongues, the gift of the interpretation of tongues, the gift of prophecy. That's what lubricates the machinery around here. You might have thought, just casually walking in, that we are we, we've really got we've really got some minds of great ingenuity, and we do. 
but they got that ingenuity because of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that has changed their lives, that has turned them around, that has made them something that they could have never been without the help of the Lord. So how do we dedicate this building today? The Apostle Paul gives us the answer in Romans 12, 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which as our reasonable service, don't let anybody tell you that what we commit to the kingdom is beyond reason. No, every time you're called to fast, it's reasonable every time you're called to pray it's reasonable every time we open the doors for church it's reasonable and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God So my assignment today is to call all of New Life Fellowship to present yourselves before the Lord that you can double what he has given you today. Thank you, Dan. There's 106,000 reasons that we've got to double what God has made available today. There's 106,000 reasons all around this, 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 this campus that demands that we not look at what we have and say, finally, we got here. Yeah, finally, we got here. But soon, we're going to go to a new level. We're going to go to a new dimension. We're going to have a new vision. We're going to have a new goal. It's got to happen. I know that getting here has been exhausting, challenging, daunting. But this is not the end of New Life's journey. So if you look around and you think, I sure wish we would have, put that in your pocket, and when the next, when it comes time for the next one, maybe, maybe your idea will, 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 make the, will make the cut. But for right now, I'm going to thank God for what he's given us. I, I thank God for the people that are here, but I thank God for the empty seats I see back there because every one of those empty seats represent a soul that's someplace around this campus right now and you're going to, move, you're going to meet them and you're going to befriend them and you're going to teach them a Bible study and you're going to bring them to the house of God and when they get here, the presence of the Lord is going to be made, begin to move on them Pretty soon, that seat won't be empty anymore. And then they'll find somebody else and the seat beside them won't be empty anymore. And uh, they will find somebody else and the seat beside them won't be empty anymore. So enjoy the, enjoy the room to kind of spread out a little bit. It's not going to be long before this building is going to be filled and you're going to say, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. I'll tell you how it happens when we allow God to let us double our capacity in our homes, in our families, at the places where we work, at school. Wherever it is, we're called to double. And so, Pastor, you are probably my favorite preacher. When you come to Calvary, I don't worry about anything. Now, when some people come, I have an intense prayer meeting when they take the mic. You could never tell it from my face, or at least I hope that you can't, but when you come, I just relax. You're in the book. You're anointed. 
you allow the word to flow through you. But you have not preached your greatest sermon yet. Next time you go to the book, you're going to find something you never saw before. And the Holy Ghost is going to prompt your mind. And you're going to preach like you've never preached before. Because we're about to double what we have already in this house. That choir plucked every one of my favorite strings today. And the music. Roman, I watch you. And I mean, you just don't, you don't wear any advertising that says that you've got it, but you got it. But the choir has not sung their greatest song yet. It hasn't happened. You're about to find a brand new well of inspiration. You're about to find a brand new source of anointing. And when you stand to lead the choir, the Holy Ghost is going to fall in this house. Sinners are going to come to repentance. Mm, because we are going to double what God has made available to us today. Home Bible study teachers, you haven't taught your most productive home Bible study yet. Oh, I know what it's like when you take that, that chart and you teach a Bible study and one person comes to the knowledge of the truth, you feel like it was worthwhile. But I promise you, I'm looking at people who are going to teach a home Bible study and God is going to absolutely amaze you with what he does through your efforts as you teach his word. And not one or two, but dozens from one Bible study. I prophesy it's going to happen in this church because we are on our way to double what God has given us in this house. New life, you have not brought your greatest offering yet. Well, I thought you'd be happy about that. I remember the day that we brought the greatest offering to this point that we ever have at Calvary. And I was excited about that. And a few weeks later, pastor called me. And you just had a, an in-gathering day. And when he told me, I said, praise God. That gives me something new to aim at and shoot for and pray about. Uh, because new life, you have not uh, brought your greatest offering yet. Uh, you're about to pay. We appreciate the banker, but they're not going to need you for a long time. God's about to work a miracle, and we're going to pay off this place in the name of Jesus because this church is on its way to double what God has already given you. You haven't seen your greatest revival yet. Pastor, you can go ahead and stand. I'm almost finished. And if you'll stand, it'll remind me. You've had some services where you've called me and told me about baptizing scores of people after one service. But I will promise you, you will see the day when people are lined up to get in that baptistry to have their sins washed away because new life has not had their greatest revival yet. 
I don't know how many is the most you've ever had received the Holy Ghost in one single service, but I promise you, you're gonna you're gonna succeed, you're gonna exceed that record in the name of Jesus because we are on our way to double what God has already made available to us. Because this church, you individually, all of us collectively, are on our way to hear Him say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful." over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. New life is on its way to double. And if I haven't convinced you by now, I'll quit irritating you and we'll move on. But I believe This church has the capacity to do what God intended for you to do when he invested Pastor and Sister Harpole and their family in a little building that was dilapidated and kind of run down. And because you were willing to buy into the vision of the man that God had sent, Here we are today. And if you'll buy into the vision that I'm preaching today, it won't be a long time, Brother Duffy, before you'll be at it again. Your wife will be encouraging you to be nice. But if you thought that we were going to pat each other on the back and say, let's take a rest. You got the wrong preacher at the wrong service. I've only come to challenge you. This is the beginning of the next phase of God's blessing and outpouring on New Life Fellowship. And so, I don't know how to do this. But I'd just like for everyone who's willing to present your body a living sacrifice. Willing to take your talent. If it's one, if it's two, if it's five, whatever it is. And bring it again. And let the master commission you this day afresh and anew to give him an opportunity to show you what he can do in you and through you. We got a little bit of room here in the front and so if you'd like to join me here in the front, if that's you, if you're willing to, to say, I, I'm, I'm available. I can sign up for that. New life, you're walking into the greatest future beyond your wildest dreams and expectations. 106,000 reasons. I needed a little bit of time this morning, and so I drove just up the street to a little restaurant. When I got there, I was the only customer. So I kind of wondered if I got in the wrong place. I ordered. They brought my food, my coffee. I sat there with my computer. And as I sat there, that restaurant filled up. And in the next 45 minutes, there was only one empty table when I left. People who were not on their way to church this morning, they were on their way somewhere else to do something else. And so as I sat there, I said, Lord God, somebody at New Life perhaps knows some of these people. Will you make a way, open a door that some Sunday this couple that's sitting across from me 
won't be sitting here trying to figure out what to do with the rest of their Sunday morning, but they will go right down the road to new life and allow you uh, to invade the space of their lives, uh, rearrange the furniture that has been broken and, and, and has, has all kinds of problems, and they're not happy. And I, I could tell, I listened to their conversation. I didn't mean to, but I could overhear their conversation. And they aren't happy with everything in their life, and they are only a mile or a mile and a half from here hear me today there's 106,000 reasons why this church must accept the challenge to double where we are and so here you are here we are and if you're willing to make yourself available to the cause of the kingdom, we're going to dedicate this house together right now. We're going to pray and we're going to ask God to allow the anointing, the vision, the power that's in this place to rest upon us. And when you walk out those doors, you're going to find one of those 106,000 reasons. They might be pumping gas right beside you this afternoon. Maybe they'll be at the grocery store. I don't know where you're going to find them, but you're going to find one of those 106,000 reasons. And God's going to impress you. You're going to strike up a conversation. You're going to befriend them. They might not be here next Sunday, but you just keep on being friendly. And sometime uh, they're going to come with you to the house of God. And the same thing that got a hold of you when you walked in is going to get a hold of them when they walk in. And uh, all of their trouble, all of their sorrow, all of their confusion is going to be resolved in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so today we dedicate ourselves, we dedicate this house, we dedicate this this entire campus again to the cause of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the cause of the salvation of the lost in the name of Jesus. Jesus is coming and what we do, we must do quickly. Lift your hands, lift your head, lift your voice and let's pray together a prayer of dedication in this house. Lord Jesus, lift your voice. Pray with me, Father. I thank you for this beautiful facility. I thank you for the talent, ability, gifting, and anointing that is already here. I thank you, Lord God, for every person who makes up this church family. And now we stand together at the... uh, threshold of a new day the threshold of a new adventure I pray in the name of the Lord that as we stand on this plateau that we will not become complacent but I ask you Lord that you will let there be a divine restlessness break out in every person here in the name of Jesus I pray oh Lord God that you will allow your Holy Spirit to prompt our minds every day in the name of Jesus Christ we dedicate this house to the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and this people to doubling what you've already given us in Jesus' name.